John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Welcome to the Jim Jeffrey Show <laughs> podcast. Uh, let's do a new theme so- song. Uh, the Jim Jeffrey Show podcast is better than a radio show, except it's not because it's a podcast. Everyone tune into radio. It's a dying art. I, I feel like the song should kind of be like, Jim Jeffries. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Somebody has taken your version of the podcast theme song and made one for us. Would okay. Like let's, let's listen to oh. that. Jim Jeffries. Okay, there you go. There you go. Ready? There you go. There there you go. go. And here. Podcast and be disappointed. Oh, Jim Jeffrey Show podcast. It's the best podcast I've listened to. Other podcasts and be disappointed. Uh, it's the Jim Jeffrey okay. Show. That's actually good. Now we do the hey, hey, hey. Yeah, the podcast, love the other podcast. You enjoy podcasting? There you go. That's it. Yeah, That's, no. uh, that came to us courtesy of some guy. Now, Jack, can you hack it, Jack? Get his name. Jack, I've ordered everyone in the room. Hold on. That was from Michael McGlynn. i got to give him credit. From the back call. From the back call. Michael McGlynn. To make you a podcast song. All right. Jack, Jack, I have roast beef sandwiches coming for everyone in 14 minutes you have to be ready to go get them from the fucking uh the car park bro make sure it's grass fed right oh that, that bro grain grain changes the oil ratio we should introduce our um Let's do it. Our, our guest uh our guest today uh from the goldbergs uh one of my favorite shows can i say that right away you can't it's, i haven't done i'm not I, done I'm introducing not gonna, him I, yet I, 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 <laughs> i'm not gonna say it's a guilty pleasure because i don't feel guilty I love the Goldbergs. That's my show because I love Jewish you feel families. Guilty. It's a good show. Well, you've said that to me privately. I've said it to you. I, I spoke to you. I, I I love the Goldbergs because there's very few shows. And now, and now I'll I'll continue with introducing our guests. There's so very there's there. very <laughs> few shows that me and my son agree with. We agree on the Goldbergs, um, funny sound videos, and certain porn. There you go. He's got to be educated. He's got to cut his teeth on so the our, right porn. Our guest today Marco is Brian Callen. We finally got out. Thank Brian you, Brian. Callen. Brian Callen plays the uh, phys ed teacher. Coach on Miller. Coach, Coach Miller. Right. And like, I, I'm going to give you credit, Brian, because I assume at the beginning of the Goldbergs, because Dan Bacadol, who's done many, many spots on our show, who was on Legit, yep. who played the science teacher, I believe, he had two or three episodes. But I assume that your episode, to begin with, you weren't a big part of the show, right? Yeah, it started out, I think, as just a one-off. Yeah, it was just a one-off. Yeah. And your character got so popular yeah. that now your character's so big that you got a spin-off. That's what they say. So, so far, 13 episodes of a spin-off. What do you mean so, that's what they say? Like, are you allowed to talk about it? Or yeah, you, no, it's, uh, it's official. Okay. It's official. But, you know, you get so many no's in this business. I've been here for 23 years. Yeah. And that, you know. That Which you is get, amazing because you only look 26. Well, I've had my face tightened, <laughs> as you know. Uh, Sorry, and, and cock I've will great, do that. I've got great genetics. I train. <laughs> do we have time to talk about my regiment? Mm. Anyway, talk about whatever you want. Yeah, your your regiment is the name that he gives to the Taiwanese boy who lives in his basement. That's exactly right. I call him Mister. I call him Mister Han, even though he's a lot younger than me. Yeah, and he's not that well hung because no, Asian not. people. No, it looks like my thumb, <laughs> but he takes a good beating with a good attitude. 
I keep them in a small trunk. <laughs> and he wears a hood. Now, what were we talking about? Okay, talking? we have to start the episode. Right. Hey, as far as tell me, tell me what I'm doing this week. Uh, Jim Jeffries upcoming tours. I'm uh, April 27th, the Rialto Theater in Jolie, Illinois. Nope, it's Joliet, and you said it wrong. Oh, fuck those it's people. It's this weekend. It's I, done now. You I haven't said it right one week. Yeah. I don't want you to come if you can't <laughs> pronounce your own town. They, you can't pronounce their town. It's Joliet. It's right outside of Chicago. Or, uh, just, April 22nd, Overture Hall in Madison, Wisconsin. Got that. Not to be mistaken with the other Madisons. Uh, April, uh, May 18th, Centennial Hall in London, Ontario, Canada. That's the uh, lesser known London. Yeah. No one ever goes, I went to London, London, Ontario. <laughs> the and, truck version. And May 19th, first Ontario Concert Hall in Hamilton, Canada. That's outside I, of Toronto, I, right? I, I yeah. assume that's a city and not the musical. Yep. Hamilton. <laughs> Just outside of Toronto. Hamilton. Buffalo, and the Clusterfest Comedy and Music Festival, June 1st to June 3rd in San Francisco. I hear that your property prices are very reasonable. Good segue. Uh, get tickets uh, on jimjeffries.com. That's a good segue. You hear that noise? That was me dumping the list. <laughs> Because uh, we can get into talking about the show because our first act is about overpopulation and we talked about the housing crisis in California. We, did, we, talk, we talked about the housing problems in uh, the world. If not, you see, you see, when I was a child, when I was born into this uh, planet, um, I, I don't remember a lot of parades, but there, there should have been. Mm-hmm. But uh, the population in the world was 3 billion people when I was born. And Me now too. it's up to 7 billion. But having said that... There are a lot of parts of the world where the population is not only not growing, but actually shrinking. How about that? Did you what guys know that? What parts of the world? What parts Did of the world? Did you know that the Middle East, uh, I believe the last time I looked, the mean age in the Middle East is something like 40? Yeah, but they got to stop blowing themselves up, man. I know. Well, that, oh, you're being completely stereotypical. <laughs> what did I fall into here? Um, yeah, and and Japan, oh, Germany can't okay. Germany can't sustain themselves. Yeah, Japan. We're going to talk about China has a fuck. Uh, a, a we're going to talk. We're going to talk about China. We're going to talk about China. Also, the Germans have their issues, you know. But we're going to talk about China because China. We actually mentioned this in in the piece. Um, what happened in China was they had the one child policy, which mm-hmm. is that's where that's where pandas are from, and that's why they don't have many kids. That's right. um, but they had the they had the China one uh, child policy, and what's happened is now that China doesn't have enough young people. That's right. And everyone's getting old at the same rate, and they don't have the old people, they don't have the young people to pay into social services to take care of the old people. So they've reached a dilemma, and that's why Angela Merkel. Open up our borders to the Syrians because they're an entrepreneurial people, and uh, well, I guess Germany can't sustain themselves. Wait, you reminded okay, me. Okay, so China, Brian, China. Brian, Brian Callan is off the Goldbergs. I didn't know he was so political about the Germans. <laughs> I know. I'm, how exhausting. How boring. Hey, is this a TED talk, everybody? Yeah. Where's uh, that? Where's that episode in the where, Goldbergs? Yeah. Where's the episode of the Goldbergs where they they do the episode called the Cold War? <laughs> I got my encyclopedia on my phone. Um, let me lick my finger and, and swipe. Oh, uh, wait. What was I going to say? In China, I, I heard them. I don't know if this is true, but they had a fly problem, like a major issue with flies in the 60s. For I think it was because, you know, the, the water and stuff. And so they basically said to everybody, everybody's got to kill six flies a day. 
And when well, you show I up, feel like I do my part because I kill several flies on a daily basis. Wait, I want to hear why they have With to kill tongue. flies. Why do they have, why to, they have to kill flies? Well, yeah. apparently that that was how they brought the fly pop. You had that many people orderly okay. like killing flies, and they actually got rid of their fly problem. Right. You know, by people swatting away. That that's a weird. They had to catch them with chopsticks. Wait, that would never work. In the well, that was Japan. That was the well. If you train, if you train, right, in, if you train in kung fu. Sorry, that's Chinese for kung fu. Kung fu. That's not a big deal. It's just the word kung fu, but I, said racistly. I love the way guys do that. I love that. I've been studying karate for. Fuck uh, out of here. Karate. When I was when I was in Chile. When I studied in Chile, well, this is weird. Here, here's where shrink. Weird I'm actually a brown belt in karate. I know, but I, by the way I stopped doing karate at 11. <laughs> Am I still a brown belt? You no. were a brown belt at 11. I'm a brown belt. Yeah, it's different when you're a kid. They just like let, get you up the ladder a lot quicker. They, you know? they let you through. <laughs> yeah. My son Hank is a fucking purple belt or something like that. Yeah. He's useless. Yeah, that no, doesn't work. <laughs> I, I try. I fight him on a regular basis, and he loses all the time. <laughs> because I haven't taught, taught him the the art of flying in the air, yeah. attacking you. It is level. It is weird because uh, I, I took judo when I was a kid and. I remember when I watch this. Right? Ju- Ready? Judo Ready? was an Arab kid that he put in a basement. <laughs> this is this is this is this is the weird comment from from a guest. We'll say that again. Say I took judo. I took judo when you, I was. Yeah, it makes sense. You're built for judo. Oh, okay. No, no, <laughs> you're right. Like you know, that makes sense. If, that. Yeah, if can, Confucius saw you, is Confucius a person? Yes, he was. He was a okay, Chinese con- philosopher. If, if Confucius saw you, Forrest, they'd go. You can. Confucius says you yeah. can never knock him down. Yeah. No, but now go you're look, like look you're like me. one of those yeah. those punchable clowns that you have. That's no, they, they always pop down, back. They up. pop back up. Got, I wouldn't be able to pop back you up. You are though. the chumba wumba. <laughs> <laughs> and then watch me. And then watch me. But watch me make you feel good. Ready? So he see that, and I go like this. Yeah, but you've also got shoulders for days. That's when, oh, when, you, when you compliment I a man. I think I like that. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to misheard you. Do you say shoulders for gays? You do have what? shoulders for gays. What? You do have shoulders for gays. Well, that was kind. I could, I could shoulder fuck you. Yes. I could, get a, I could get a bit of fat from your shoulder, wrap around my dick, and fuck the shit out of it until I came out. How is that shoulder fucking? I, I like when I was guys. Trying to think of, I thought they were like grips or something. That's what I thought you were doing. But I didn't, you can get comp, you can get complimented by a, by a guy and not know if he's coming on to you or not. Like I like. No, if no, I, no, if no, I looked yeah. at you and I went, "Do you swim?" No, no, no. no. <laughs> far, as far as far as if you get complimented by me, you'll know that I'm coming on you because of the cum. <laughs> No, I meant compliment. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Damn it, coming Jim. on me. Okay, uh, I thought, that, that's a, it's easy to tell when the guy's coming on me. I can totally tell. That's, that's right. Well, not always. That's her, that's if her. it's on my shoulder, fat, we, we, I can't we, tell. we have to check. Have we have to check there. in very quickly with Jack Hackett, who's getting my food in five minutes. Jack Hackett, Jack Hackett, how's your life going? Like that mic. Here he comes. Life was good. I graduated in two weeks from puberty or college. Oh, Hopefully yeah. both. Now, Jack Hackett, Jack Hackett, we is, uh, in the okay. in today's in today's episode, we actually had a racist teacher from San Antonio, and we had to find a name for the racist teacher, and we named the teacher Jack Hackett. How did you feel about that? I really appreciated it. Really? Why? Why? Because he's a racist. Well, I mean, you could have gone with some kooky name, but instead, can you, you just put a bleep in here we, so we, we all we know only that he's saying the N word for legal reasons, so we didn't have to get it like cleared? That yeah, was nice. it's really you guys yeah. are really nice. I really appreciate it, Jack. Jack. Wow. Jack. Now that you're a college graduate in two, in two weeks, in two weeks, how's the dating going? The dating, dating, the dating, the dating, the dating's going. Perfectly. We ask him this every week, as if as if one week he's going to show up like he's. 
Um, you gotta stop. Have... You gotta stop putting your iPhone in your top pocket. Yeah, that's serious. I don't that's know. Right. I, don't, I don't know a lot about yeah. women, but that's not a good move. Yeah. It looks like you're filming every meeting. Yeah, and you shoot and you shoot dead loads. <laughs> Too much. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's fine, all right. that radiation. You're gonna get fucking breast cancer in your fucking left tit. Yeah, it's bad for your nips. Already. I call them nips. Let's see. All right, nips. and this is hey, hey, the so, so, amazing so, Jack so, so, so Brian, <laughs> so Brian, Jack Hackett is an aspiring comedian. Good to know. How's it going? Good. I had a good set last night. What? Where was it? It was at the open mic I host at school. All right, okay. open mic I host at mm-hmm. school. Did people laugh? People did laugh. Oh, that's good. Now put down the microphone and stop bothering. <laughs> Step away from the mic. Go get Jim's food. That's the only reason. Now, we're now, about, now right? Jack, Jack, we're literally, we're literally. I don't mean to be rude about this, but literally, the food is very literally. close. So you're gonna have to keep pushing that button until it comes in. So first act of the show. So back what, to the act. So. What what happened was in the show we had uh, we talked about the overpopulation in the world and what Alvin happens crisis. is the population is, uh, is overdone and then we talked about in California now th- uh, one third or two thirds of the people who live in California are paying half. One third. Yep. One third are paying half their salary in rent, which when I was growing up, and I remember this is something my parents told me, that you're only meant to spend a quarter of your income on rent. Mm-hmm. Huh. But I, I never knew what it was supposed to be, actually, but half seems a lot. But you had, a, seems a, lot, you had a gambling problem for many yeah, years. Yeah, that's part of yeah, the thing. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really for, do a lot of budgeting then. Yeah, Forrest like, <laughs> is, is in Gamblers Anonymous. We should mention that. That, so, was, that was my budgeting was, and... All the money for gambling and zero for rent. I was like, done with budget. So I spend one quarter of my income on rent, and the other three quarters I spend on the... uh, The dice. Yeah, Yeah. unless I don't win, then I spend the other quarter. I'm back on gambling. Now, did you have a... You obviously had a losing record, otherwise you wouldn't be a... Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No no one looks at a photo of Forrest and goes, this is a guy who has a winning record. (laughs) When you're you're a compulsive gambler, you know, you're not... You don't ever... You don't know when to stop. You're, it's it's just like you keep going. You're, what's, no, what's you're, the, never, you're never if you, if you spend less time on judo and more what's time what's the happen? worst thing you ever gambled on first? Worst thing I ever gambled on? Like mm. worst event? Yeah, like I did a lot of sports games. Uh, I Little League World Series. I would say Little League Little World League series. World Series, which you can't even get odds from. I made wow. I made a bookie give me odds. Yeah, did you, World Series? Did you and look at all the players and really weigh up no, what's going to happen? I'll tell you why. Because there's certain times of year when there's not a lot to gamble on because there's not a lot of sports going on, right? So, for instance, uh, when in the middle of the baseball season, when the All Star break comes, there's there's literally no sports on the buffer on the side of the All Star game. And if you're a gambler, you're like, fuck, I want to gamble on something. And I, that's I'm not saying that was the timing for that, but. There was just a day where there was nothing really to gamble on, and I was like, I was like, oh, Little League World Series on. I called my bookie, and I just made him make up odds. Do you still do you still watch sports now that you can't gamble on it? Yeah, for a while I didn't. There was a, there was a big chunk of time that I didn't. John so. Gotti used to. They said would would gamble like a hundred thousand dollars. He'd see two cockroaches. Yeah. On the floor, and he'd 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 wager some crazy amount. Yeah. On which cockroach was going to get to the? I mean. Yeah, totally. Just, and there was there was a, there was one time I was just sitting in, in college with a. There was three of us watching women's bowling, and we each took one of the women. Didn't know anything about them, and the only 
the woman that won, we didn't take. That was the only one we didn't gamble on. We just sat there and watched women's bowling. We knew nothing about. But yeah, literally. I World don't Series know about women's bowling. Like, if I was to see three women uh, ten pin bowlers, yeah. I would go with the one that has the biggest torso. Yeah, she lost. I remember that. I remember that match like <laughs> the one vividly. Shaped so like, like a like, bumblebee. <laughs> I remember it vividly, and that woman did not win. The one that you. Thought was be the ringer. You were like she was out immediately. The one with the biggest torso, just because she has better torque and a <laughs> yeah, stronger yeah. core. <laughs> Any bowler with the biggest dick would be my preference. Yeah. Now, so with the show, we talk about the overpopulation of the world, and what happened is the world's getting overpopulated. You might know this if you're listening to the podcast right now, because you might live in a cramped environment right now and thinking I've tried really hard with my life and this is all I've achieved. Um, so, 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 <laughs> you might be really depressed. Yeah, you might be really depressed. And this podcast, <laughs> this podcast may be the only thing that brings you happiness. Now, right now, you're sitting in traffic. This is what overpopulation means right now. Well, so, what what's happening is uh, the housing. Also- now, I've always wanted to talk about this, right? My parents' generation, right? I'm not talking about your parents' generation because you're probably younger. The people that, that, that were my family, my parents' generation, they bought houses in the 70s for fucking $4.50. And then they fucking tell you about all the hard work they've had to do. <laughs> Fuck those cunts. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them in their fucking 70s ass. Right? I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> in their flat, <laughs> underworked 70s asses. Yeah, they're hairy fucking. They're unmanscaped. Yeah, they're they're, un, they're unmanscaped, flat, fucking hallucinogenic. They're tight hamstrings. They're meat eating. Fucking yeah. Colon. Listening to Cool and the Gang, fucking us, right? So what happened with these people is uh, my parents' generations. They bought houses for nothing, and they tell us that we have to work hard. But they dealt in the world. But this, I spoke about this before, right? Yeah. In Dallas, right? We spoke about this in the podcast. Uh, I'm not sure if we spoke. I about got it. really unhappy about. So I went to Dallas and I saw where John F. Kennedy was shot dead. Yeah. And the thing that upset me the most about John F. Kennedy being shot dead was not that he was shot dead. The uh, fact yeah. that it happened from a book depository. Yeah. <laughs> That's the middle of the fucking city. Yeah. Like in today's modern society, we wouldn't look at a high rise in a main city and go, that's a good place to store books. Yeah. We would have that in a warehouse way on the outskirts. So yeah. true. But back in the it's day, nice building. nothing was going on. Yeah. And they go, that's where we'll fucking put textbooks. <laughs> it's a nice building. <clears throat> you could spend a lot of money. Oh my God. We just got look some roast beef sandwiches. Top round roast beef. What is I'm that? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This, what I'm about to eat now, this is like. Have it. That's a. Do you want a Cali or do you want a regular? Uh, well, horseradish. You like horseradish? Yeah. Right. Enjoy that. Enjoy that horseradish. Do you want something with avocado? Or do you want? I like horseradish, with... but I'll take whatever. Okay, I'll get you another one. This with... is the place you've been talking about. I've found. You uh, talked about this horse place, horse like horse yeah. Horse I'm telling you, this what you're about to eat. Let's record us all eating it. Okay. This is like, <laughs> this is like Arby's if Arby's was good. Really? I found this place. Oh wow! Yeah, it looks I good. I found this it looks place. Good. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, how good is that? Good that? Mm-hmm. That's a good sandwich, man. That's really good. Mm. Mm. I'm not mad at that at all. It's Here's good, right? This is good podcasting right here. Mm. People chewing. And mine has, you can mine just has hear. mushrooms, too. Yeah, I put my... Chewing sounds. Mm. This is mm. award-winning. I'm eating something that I assume is chicken. <laughs> this is the most disgusting sound I've ever heard. Mm. Anyway. I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. It's good, right? It's a good bite. Mm-hmm. Mm. Does this sound good, guy? It's a shaved dry roast beef. No. Yeah. I appreciate that. And they cut the roast beef in front of you. Very, very thin. Wow. Very yeah. thin roast beef. It's kind of like the way you fold a Japanese katana sword. You understand? No, you I don't fold know, that fucking steel. Good. You fold the steel so it doesn't it doesn't bite. crack when you fight. When I cut through a man, I can't have my fucking blade breaking. And whoever made this shave this roast beef understands how a sword is made in Japan. You're not know, a commercial for roast beef or swords. That was like both hey, you know what? Well, everything mm. is one. Mm. You might not know this, but at showtime. Yeah. I eat how the fuck I want because someone else is washing this outfit. Mm. Regularly, I eat. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't eat like this because that would be ridiculous. It's good, right? Mm. Anyway, so the world's overpopulated. Now. They don't have enough food, but we do. That's for mm. you. Yeah. All we right. To, we have to so speed this up. Back to the show. Mm. Now, anyway, so that was the act. World's overpopulated, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we, end, we ended it real quick. We wrapped it up. It was pretty fun. We we made a quiz to see if you're... Every, you're there's licensing for everything, and basically we said there should be licensing to have children as well. So we came up with a quick quiz on... Licensing with children is not a bad idea. Well, yeah, whether you should... But you're, there's yeah, but this is the thing, Brian. for whether you should be This is the thing, Brian. No. It turns out the Nazis did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the big joke. Dude. That was the big joke. Eugenics, everybody. So, but eugenics, eugenics, we all eugenics. Yeah. Yep. Now, eugenics started in the United States, though. Yeah. Really? Uh, yep. In in the thirties, that is not a Nazi invention. They still they did it. They did it in invention. Sweden until the well, fucking seventies. But the school of eugenics, where scientists actually studied it and brought it to fruit, <laughs> happened in the United States, and I believe it was in uh, maybe, might have been somewhere in the south. No. <laughs> Write that down, everybody. No. <laughs> That's a good roast beef sandwich. We have roast we, beef and eugenics. That's the name of the podcast. We have. And, and katana swords. You no. understand? Mm-hmm. You're learning mm-hmm. shit from me. Bro, this is shit a down. really good sandwich, though. I can't say it. good. I'm telling you, it's so fucking mm-hmm. good, man. No. All right. The I second mean, and the third acts, we had. We've only done this once before. Finish chewing. We did. Finish chewing. Shut up. Finish chewing. <laughs> We did a double fill piece. We very rarely do a double fill piece. What happened was, we did a fill piece. Now, this was just a spot of luck because I, me and you... You mean were, two acts. We were no, two me acts, and so. you did a tour of Europe. Mm-hmm. And one night we did uh, Dublin. And the next night we did London. Um, London. So there's a guy called Justin Barrett. Justin Barrett is the, is the leader of the National Party of Ireland. And he calls uh, anyone who gets an abortion, baby killers. And that's his exact quote. And he calls them baby killers, and he believes that uh, that women who get abortions should go to prison for 14 years, and people who give abortions should uh, have a 14 uh, the no, death penalty. Death penalty. The Doctor, death penalty. Doctors that perform abortions should have the death penalty. But first of all, we should set it up that just talk the for the next piece, 17 minutes. The piece started. Um, we uh, went and spoke to a, a friend of yours, comedian Tara Flynn, and. She is an Irish comic, and she had an abortion. One more sandwich. She wants to. Wow, she had an abortion, and um, but she it's had to true. she had to go to England to have the abortion, and you found out that in Ireland, if you want to have an abortion, they call it going to London. That's the term. Yep. Mm. Traveling mm. to London, 
And either that or they have drones flying pills to give abortion pills like for for women from England or they go on a they you were calling it as a joke a cruise but they'll go on boats so they're in international waters and then perform abortions and come back to Ireland. So it's a real real shitty scenario for women in Ireland that want to have this abortion because you know, in their constitution. My, my thing about abortion is that I'm a pro-choice guy, but that's because I understand when people are religious and they say life starts in conception, right? And you can make a scientific argument for that, I guess. But um, here's the thing. If you're really serious about saving lives, you got to be consistent. So if you, if you believe that human life should be spared at all costs, then do me a favor. Please go outside and pick it for lowering the speed limit on highways to 20 miles an hour. Yeah. That'll save, uh, I bet you that'll save 54,000 fucking lives. Mm. So, um, why are you not doing that first? Because that seems more pragmatic even. Um, so, well, say, yeah. we put a price on human life all, all the time, but also, do you put a price more on freedom? I, you know, it's a, it's, a diff- it's a difficult conversation. I stay out of it. I just tend to be pro-choice. Cause, mm. Well, that was one of the, one of the, one of the jokes we made, Jim made at the beginning, was he goes, and Women love when men talk about uh, women's health issues and then made the joke, like, hey, we're going to talk about it. But we did have Tara Flynn, uh, you interviewed her, and she she set the piece up where she's basically talking about her scenario, her situation. I had, I had, I had a female coming who's a fan, who's a, a friend, and she's probably not a fan, and um, she had an abortion. Um, now, Tara's in her 30s and everything. She has a husband and what have you, and she, she decided to have an abortion. But she had to go. She actually went to Amsterdam to get hers done. Um, but she could have gone to London or what have you. They have to leave the country. It's, a yeah, it's, 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 about, it's about 12 women every day in Ireland have to travel um, to Britain or some other place in Europe and get an abortion done. But the term is called going to London. I mean, is, going just, to London. is Justin Barrett going to take care of those kids when they're... That no, he just him. calls them baby killers. Oh. So it's, but that, it, he's got I think such it, a heart of gold. I, I think was, it was um, in nineteen. He's about five foot nothing. Yeah, he's well, like Rudy. There you go. And I want to say it was nineteen eighty three that that uh, Amendment Eight was passed. In uh, I'll look it up. In uh, so anyway, they're about, they're about to have a referendum to actually stop this thing. Now, th- th- this guy thinks that uh, the women should get fourteen years in prison. Nineteen eighty three, and uh, the doctors who do it should get the death penalty. But what if they have other children? I'd love to have him answer this question. So the kids should be essentially turned over to the state. Well, he'll have an answer for you at all times. But it's like, but it's, but it's, it's, it's like you know, it's not. Here's the funny thing, though. So that's that's just a religious kind of like that's a kind of like zero sum game, right? May twenty fifth is the vote to repeal Amendment Eight. It's got good support right now. The numbers look favorable that it's going to be repealed, but there's still like twenty percent of the country that's undecided. And it's because in that country, it's not so much a religious thing, but there's like this keeping the lineage of Ireland alive or this yeah. tiny island and so forth. So there's yeah. still some of that kind of holdover. But right now, they're around 50% to repeal it, 20-something percent not to, like almost 30, and then the 20% undecided. But it's it's looking good. But May 25th is going to be the, the vote. But if we- they could have more kids, they could get more votes. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So they're, that's, <laughs> that's probably right. what the whole thing well, is. The thing, it's, it's the thing is the, uh, the unborn baby has the exact same rights as the pregnant woman. Um, yeah, which is kind of mad madness that, that they can get lawyers and what have you. So we did a field piece. Now they put this women is, in prison for fourteen this years. This is where Forrest Shaw, Forrest Shaw took a lead position in this mm. field piece. You were opening up for me while we were touring mm-hmm. Europe. Yep. And we wanted to. What we did was Justin Barrett. I was in Dublin, 
I could have spoken to him that day, and I decided against it because I thought it would be better if we made him make the trip to London like the people who have to get the abortions do. And then we had him do the car journey with you, and this is so on the nose, but no one picked it up. We we dressed him, we shaved we, his What we wanted to do, though, the reason we did this, we wanted to make myself a little bit likable, but also annoying, and so that he kind of hated me, but liked me at the same time, so we wanted to make him like so, so Brian, yeah, Brian, the greatest, the greatest character in irritation history. Yeah, we, John we, Candy. We called him Dell. We called Brad. I, I shaved my beard. I have a beard normally. I shaved it off to the exact mustache that John Candy had in Plain Street. We dressed him. We dressed him. We dressed him like John Candy oh in Plain Street. Like Ill-fitting clothes. One of the great like movies a, and one of the great characters. Yeah, yeah. and we called him Dell. Yeah, Dell. As you met him, he said, hi, my name's Dell. And then, and then there's, there's things. We didn't mention like, it in the piece on there, but it's just like an Easter egg kind of thing. Like, And then here's one other thing, too, is during the whole piece uh, – well, well, I'll get to it when we get to what, what we did, though. So Are you going to show us? Um, we can show you afterwards, but yeah, it's it's airing like tonight. So, so then I basically I flew on a plane at seven in the morning. Justin flew from Dublin, not London. Then Justin flew on the next plane from Dublin to London, and you were on the plane after Justin. So yeah. we're all coming on these planes, like so. I land, and then I meet. I landed Andrew. after him. I meet Andrew, I was just our, in Dublin, our producer that's been on the on the podcast before, and. We have this whole plan. We've talked about it ahead of time. So basically, I have these tuna sandwiches I'm going to offer them that are in my pockets, that I've been holding in my pockets. You know what I, I loved about the tuna sandwich they, in your pockets? They weren't wrapped in cling film. You had them in foil. Yeah, foil. Yeah, like yeah. you're from the 90s. 19- I was eating them up. That's what I kept saying. I was like, I run hot. I was eating them up in my legs, my did, big old did thighs. He, did he take them? Did he take them? No. We didn't know this at the time, but he absolutely can't stand fish, which was great for us. Which is so probably when, why he's when, never had to have a woman get an abortion. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> but, uh, but when I took him out, it couldn't have worked better because he was appalled. He goes, oh, no, I don't eat fish. And just uh, and so I kept him out there, and I was like, kind of licking my fingers. like I was like, oh, I can take the fish off. You can just have the cheese. And then I said, do you want an orange? And Because he, he was hungry. He goes, yeah, I'll take the orange. So then I proceeded to peel. This is not in the in the bit that we're airing, though. I proceeded to peel the orange like a maniac, like, like, digging, like digging into it, like... <laughs> Tune is getting in it, and I hand oh. it to him, and he fucking ate it. Oh, I don't know why he ate it. <laughs> it's just like, and it, the whole time I'm like, well, I guess we can't use that. But that was in the van with him for two hours. So, and you know, obviously we distilled it down. To yeah, a they, minutes. somehow we worked out a two-hour van ride yeah. back to the hotel well, was, from Heathrow to the fucking. Did it was you, get, did you be, get into the abortion issue with him? Well, the way that we the way that we got him to sign off that we can record in the in the van was that we said, hey, we're gonna do some pre-interview questions with you with Dell. And that way, when you get to see Jim, we're kind of, you know, everything's ready to go. We, yeah, we're we, up to speed. So he signed away paperwork, signed it. We had three GoPros in there. And uh, and then we, so the first 10 minutes is just me asking him questions. And I felt, because I'd never done anything like that before, I felt kind of bad at first. I was like, oh, this guy's so tiny. It's like a little leprechaun. And he's he's like shaking. I like how you said yeah. little leprechaun. Oh, yeah. no, he was In comparison yeah, he was like to the other leprechaun. shaking a little bit. So I was like, I felt bad. Was and he then, nervous? I don't know. But the, the pre-interview, he goes, he, he said, that he goes, women should be in prison for 14 years. Doctors should be executed. Immigrants suck. Like he went down the whole laundry list. I was like, fuck this guy. I was like, I was all in like right after the pre-interview. I mean, I was in anyways, but it was just like mentally, I was like. He's kind of a bad guy. Yeah, I was like, <clears throat> so then. Very uh, big colors. So then the uh, so, <laughs> so there was a, so the one of the other little Easter eggs was we had my wife kept calling me and supposedly I she said that I had taken these keys with me on the trip which I said I hadn't. Turns out I had. I ended up pulling them out of my bag and being like, oh shit! I tried to get him to lie for me and so there's a, there's footage in there of me like trying to hand the phone to him and he's kind of freaking out whatever. But I 
the the woman calling me as my wife is Cass, who works on our show, and I renamed her Candy on my phone, like for John Candy. Just as no one's ever gonna see that, you know, but just for fun, just to be like, this is just like one yeah. more thing. And I, you know, what's funny in the piece, I never noticed it until we were airing it today. Uh, my phone was dying, and this was just like happenstance. So I plugged it in there to charge it the whole time, and it made me look so much more like pathetic. Like I had my phone plugged in charging too. Like I was just that much of a kind of like a like a lovable loser, you know, just like, it was just like well, the whole, you, the whole you weren't here when it happened, when, when he actually got to the interview and, uh, I said, uh, did Dell treat you right? And he went, he's an interesting fella. <laughs> my, my life has been enriched for knowing him. Yeah. Which is kind of a way of saying I was annoyed. But, and then and he's a doctor who performs abortion. How do you feel about him now? You son of a bitch. So, and then the only, the, there was only a couple moments, like when I took my Ugg boots off and I tried to get him to try the Ugg boots on, because it was like I said, don't tell Jim, I'll give you these Ugg boots. Yeah, he's brand like, new. do you want to try my was, Ugg boots? I said, you should touch them. It's like having a sheep wrapped around your foot. That's what I kept telling him. I was like, and Which, then, as an he, Australian, I know exactly how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> also, okay. Uh, and then he, he said, is this like a, a, a Borat situation or something? And then I was like, uh... So I pulled back, and then we talked about some dumb Irish sport for like like ten minutes, and then I like would come poke back in. Leprechaun he, he hunting. He didn't suspect it until the very end. We got lost. Our driver literally got lost, and I thought our driver was trying to get lost on purpose to extend it. Yeah. And we we had a follow van. They were they weren't behind us anymore, and so I was started yelling at the driver for real, like get us to the fucking hotel right now, because like, we were gonna lose him. Like I, I could yeah. tell he was like on the edge. He's like, isn't that car following us? Is that has that been following us the whole time? And I texted uh, Scott and Andrew, uh, and I said, hey, we were going to mess with his lunch a little bit, kind of like get the wrong order. And I was like, just give him the right food because he's about to walk almost. And then so we kind of didn't get that piece. But he he was definitely annoyed and kind of liked me, but also felt sad for me. And then he was really – I finally <laughs> got him to be Every mean. relationship in Forest life. <laughs> The, the meanest he ever got was I was kind of just sitting there after I basically told my wife that I wanted a divorce, which was really awkward for him. And that was a really awkward point in the car. I go, Justin thinks that we should get it, not be married anymore. And basically I put it in. And then there was a woman that walked by with an umbrella that was like inside out and it was raining. And I go, uh, yeah, my life, that umbrella represents my life. And I go, I'm, I'm as bad off as that umbrella. And he goes, nah. You're worse than an umbrella. And I go, this fucking guy. I've you turned him. Or he's, yeah, yeah. He said, it's in there. It's in the, but you couldn't really see the woman with the umbrella, so it wouldn't have. Yeah, but um, I mean, maybe we'll do an extra. Who knows? So that was that was two acts. We had uh, Forrest uh, just annoying someone, which yeah, I feel like the that, second act. Yeah, I feel like that could be a whole show. Just Forrest. I'm down like, with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the conversation <laughs> on the way to the interview. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who are Far you before the interview? Yeah. Forrest sure annoying people. <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, and then for our uh, act four, we had Lucas oh, yeah. Kavanagh, who uh, we've had on the show before. Uh, and then Lucas was playing. Now, there was a school was teacher in San Antonio, Texas, who set an assignment for his students <laughs> to write the pros and cons of slavery. <laughs> Well, yeah. well he, he wasn't the actual teacher. That's no, right. no, Lucas wasn't the actual. I just, I just, uh, I don't know if Lucas is still here. I just, I just messaged him to see if he's still here, because he, um, it, it, it was funny. Like during the thing, there was a lot of booze from the audience because he was playing the teacher. Now, I think, we can, I think we can say this in the podcast. The name our, of the teacher. Our, our original booking to play this character um, uh, was a friend of mine called Tom Arnold. And we've got Tom Arnold. <laughs> Called Tom Arnold. Yeah, yeah, Tom Arnold, who you might know from several Roseanne Arnold I've with Tom. things. 
Tom's a great guy. Yeah. But but what happened was Tom was booked to do the show, but then what happened was Tom uh, tweeted something that was, I don't know, controversial yesterday, and the network decided it was probably best we didn't have Tom talking about the pros. You can, you can get banned for a tweet. Like, like you can do one thing. What was it? What was the controversial tweet? He said to mm-hmm. a... You know Candace Owens? Is? Yeah, Candace Owens, who's no. a Republican. Um, she's going for the Senate, is she? Uh... One second, I'll yeah. Anyway, she's a, she's a, she's a Republican politician. She's a yeah. she's a she's a black lady, uh-huh. and um, Tom wrote to her, "Keep on sucking that racist dick." When he was referring to Donald Trump's racist dick, yeah. And so he said to a black lady, "Keep on sucking racist dick," and it went a little bit uh, skewiff. Here yeah, you go. Well, I, I can't she, she's a conservative commentator. She's not. I don't know if she's running. But why for can't she be? But why she's can't been, she be conservative and black? Well, what she the, can be, but she she's been in the news lately because I, I think I like, I, think, that, I like that virtue signaling by Tom Arnold though. Come on. I, she can be, but, but I, she's been here. in the news lately because I think Kanye was retweeting her and Kanye saying, really liked her. Like, hey, I he really, thought he yeah. thought that she. There's I think, a growing I, movement of conservative thought in the black. Yeah, because Kanye is conservative and he liked what she was saying, and then Tom Arnold who. So she, if you meet the guy, is the blackest person I've ever met. Yeah, you um, yeah, <laughs> so he sure is. He sure is. So uh, yeah, so that, that's Tom Arnold trying to show the world how, that he's so not racist that he accuses a black woman of being racist. <laughs> and, okay. and just because she's got conservative views, to you, I guess you have to be super left wing to be black. Well, here's the what she said. She goes, about? "When Perez Hilton." Tom Arnold and Sean King, three white men, rushed to viciously attack the freedom of two black people who refused to be pawns to a leftist ideology. It should ring as a wake-up call to the world about who the real racists they are. They fucking men. None of you white it, men it, own not, my blackness. They're not racist. They're just dumb as shit. Like, so, Tom Arnold, that's a dumb thing for Tom to say. He's just not... I know Tom, kind of. I've worked with him. He's not that smart. He's a sweet man. No, he's a very sweet man, but <laughs> we, can't, we, we can say he is dumb. He did marry Roseanne. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. Well, here, here's what he's he said in return. Guy. Here's the exact tweet. He's fucking dummy. Here's the exact tweet back. He goes, that's a lot of extra words, at real Candace. Oh, so you can suck a racist dick by trying to insult an actual hero, Sean King. Ha, ha, ha. Hashtag MAGA. Who's so Sean King? We had to, we had King? to change the actor doing Act 4. So... <laughs> Uh, Lucas, who wrote a much of uh, he was like Lucas, who wrote much of the actual he, piece. We let him actually perform yeah. the actual piece, where we uh, did an interview uh, with the person who set the assignment for students in San Antonio to uh, give us pros and cons on uh, the slavery. Now, as the least rig in the show, we named that teacher Jack Hackett after my assistant Jack Hackett. Uh, Jack would be upset if he had feelings or dreams. And so here we are. <laughs> so, yeah, in the act, we basically you just had a conversation with him, the teacher that gave this assignment, pros and cons of slavery. And uh, and it was very funny, but it, it if we had Tom Arnold playing it, I think people would have just been like laughing like, ah, this is funny. But Lucas is one of the writers on the show and he's not, you know, he's not like famous. It still played well. I thought it was funny. I do, mean, do, you know, do you know what a lot of historians, there's, there's <laughs> a lot of historians uh, <clears throat> give credit to an invention that caused slavery to kind of, I guess, the cotton continue. Mill. Yeah, the fucking cotton Eli, Eli Whitney. Cotton gin, Eli sorry. Whitney <laughs> made cotton more valuable because you could separate the seed from the fucking plant, I guess, easier. So cotton was like, they were like, we got a lot of free labor here. And this shit is like white gold and everybody in Europe wants it. Let's. 
fucking keep it going. Because there was a big anti-slavery movement, I guess, before that. No, no you don't, <sighs> don't guess about that, Brian. There it actually was a big anti-slavery movement. In general. There was in general. <laughs> and, in general. Started and, in England. And here on the Jim Jeffries podcast... We agree with that. That's right. We're anti-slavery here, everyone. We're all anti-slavery. It's all contextual, but in most contexts. Yes. Okay, so let's wrap the podcast up. Forrest Shaw, have you got anything that you want to promote? I do. Uh, as always, Poor Decisions is out there on uh, iTunes and Google Play and Amazon. There's links on my Twitter, at Forrest Shaw with two R's, F-O-R-R-E-S-T-S-H-A-W. And uh, Brian Callen. Brian's on the Goldbergs, but yep. you've got your spinoff? You got, got any comedy specials or anything? I got or? special. I'm shooting my special, Talia Hall in Chicago, July 20th. Tickets just went on sale for that. Oh, congratulations. I'll be in Denver. Thank you, sir. I'll be in Denver Comedy Works this weekend. And Best comedy Cena. club in the country. I think so, too. I think so, too. I think it's fucking amazing. Mm. They pack it in. Yep. And then Calusa Casino, May 5th. Come see me. Thank you, boys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as we always finish the gym. Jeffrey's podcast with a moment of inspiration. Mm. Um, Never done that. Try to treat people nice. Don't spit on random strangers. You know? <laughs> so inspiring. Uh, so if there's a topic you want us to talk about, tweet to us at Jeffrey Show. Please subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, food Google off my Play, chair. Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Anything else, Jim? No, I'm good, man. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. How good was that sandwich? That was really good. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.